and welcome to this sponsor podcast from Ossert's 2010 conference. I'm Patrick Gray. Microsoft has exclusively sponsored all Risky.biz podcasts prepared here at Ossert 2010. And as a result, we've produced a few of these sponsored podcasts where we get Microsoft's views on a variety of security topics. In the following interview with Microsoft's Steve... Uh, <laughs> it's Look, his name is written out like you'd say at Adigbyte, but I'm sure that's the incorrect pronunciation. There's like a silent T in there or something like that, and I forgot to ask him how the hell I pronounce his name. So, you know, he's a friendly guy. We'll just say we're on a first, term, uh, first name terms, so we'll just call him Steve. He's Steve from Microsoft. And he joined me for this interview about the potential for a nanny state operating system. Really, we were talking about Rogue AV, uh, but we're talking about some of the, the dilemmas that are brought up when you think about how to combat a problem like Rogue AV. So with all this Rogue AV stuff uh, floating about, the Microsofties are encountering a few fairly significant dilemmas on how to deal with it. Should the OS only accept certain known brands of AV? Well, then they're acting as a gateway and telling people what they can and can't run, so they can't do that. What about a warning system like they did with device drivers? Well, that wasn't much good either in the end because people just ignored the warnings. So what can Microsoft do about the Rogue AV problem? You know, honestly, I think the only thing that Microsoft can wind up doing is one is partnership with the industry because Microsoft does have its own AV, but we do not try to push our own AV on everybody. You should have a freedom of choice. However, I think what Microsoft can do is at least start leading the way on, okay, so we give a free alternative that's author uh, basically authenticated that what you know is coming from a, consu a consumer or a vendor that you know and provide that as well to the consumers. But in the same respect, working with other vendors as well to try to figure out, okay, how can we wind up together rooting out this rogue AV because they seem to pop up just about everywhere now and just put as much education out there for users to go, look, these are trusted sources you should go to to get your AV and to stay away from anything that doesn't come from there. I, I guess the problem is, though, is once someone's been able to subvert a system, you know, one of the first things they do is if you try to go to semantic.com, they redirect you to one of their own sites. And, you know, it's it's user education ain't going to fix that. No. Because the user's doing the right thing. Exactly. And I think one of the things that we can wind up doing, Microsoft as well as everybody else, is really coming out with some tools that are wind up fixing. We have some tools that we can use, like offline tools, once a user is in that state. The problem is, how do you get that to that user? How does that user even know? Um, and really, honestly, I don't think we have the answer yet, because some of the answers we put out there is like, hey, go get the CD. But what happens when you can't get on the internet? How, what happens when you don't even know that you've been taking from that? So really, putting out education is one half of it. Putting out tools that once you figure out, oh, you know what, I just got got. <laughs> so I need to go use this tool as the next thing for it. And really making people understand, hey, you know, antivirus doesn't work this way. You shouldn't be sending your money all the way through here. You sh this should be a secure way of buying an antivirus. And if you don't see that, then you've been had. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we were just speaking before we started this interview that one of the problems is if you try to build some protections into the operating system so that only, you know, quote unquote valid uh, antivirus packages are accepted by the OS, I mean, there's going to be a whole bunch of people jumping up and down and screaming, aren't there, and saying that Microsoft's trying to lock out small guys, you know, things like that. I mean, they're the sort of considerations you've got to deal with, hey? No, I mean, you hit the, you hit the nail on the head with that. I think the way that we can kind of go around this, and honestly, it's not something that particularly Microsoft can do, but we can kind of head up. We have this thing with uh, signed drivers, 
within our OS where we sit up there and we actually created a program where that if a, some company wanted to build a driver, they would come through our process, we'd sign in and we'd make sure that people know that, yes, Microsoft has verified that. A little bit harder, a little more complex with the AV because it's the whole competition. But I think something like that has to start moving forward. Otherwise, you're always going to have this road problem. And you're right. You're going to have the little guy against the big guy, the whole type of conspiracy and everything else. It's something that's got to be cooperative between everybody. Well, and the other problem with that, though, is, you know, with signed device drivers, this device driver is not signed. Do you want to use it anyway? Yeah. I mean, everyone clicks yes. I click yes on that, man. I'm like, hey, if it's going to be the way that I'm going to get my device to work, and just because they haven't, because I bought some cheap piece of shit that didn't get signed by you guys, you know, you know, they didn't bother to submit the uh, the, the code for signing. Um, you know, that's, that's going to be another problem you're going to have there, right? No, I mean, that's another problem. Exactly. You're talking about pretty much user choice. A user should be able to sit up there and actually... Yeah, make the choice. Tough. Make the choice on exactly what they're going to wind up doing. But you're right. We're going back to user's choice, and the users should be able to choose if they want to go to or anywhere else to get whatever software. The problem that comes out of this is that we need to figure out in a way that one, you tell the user, "Hey, this is pretty much probably unsafe to wind up using it." But once that user makes that choice, you kind of got to let them go for that. But we should be able to shield everybody else around that user, and that's why better protections for like network, AV, and everything else. So if you make a bad decision. Your bad decision doesn't hurt everybody else within the ecosystem. Is there much being done on the legal front with this stuff? I, I think I read something about Microsoft launching some, you know, following the money trail or something like that. Yeah, pretty much. Microsoft, we're, we're looking at every aspect that we can wind up. I mean, malware is pretty much a big pervasive problem for everybody right now. Same thing with botnets and everything else. Botnets is pretty much where we're focusing right now because it is a two-front problem. So we have been doing some legal, some legislation. When we find and we verify that this is a, a botnet or a botnet herd, we go after them with every means that we can because we want to be able to protect everybody and in the Internet at least. And really, honestly, those are the actions that a lot of companies as well as us have to take. Mm. Well, it seems, too, that um, you know, a lot of the botnet guys are teaming up with the rogue AV guy. I mean, they're the same guys, aren't they? And they're starting to actually fuse. Um, I mean, they're running a very slick operation. There's, there's got to be a part of you that just sits there and goes wow, you know, you guys are doing this really well. So, you, and it's kind of funny about this, but yeah, this is one thing I talked about all through the week and also it's like, you know, we share, but we have to share more. All the attackers, the Rogue AV, malware guys, they share like it's water. It's like it's part ingrained with us. We share to a point within there, and it's the same thing that you hit the nail on the head. That's the problem. We need to work closer together. We need to forget about the aspect of competition and figure out how we can pull our resources because they're pulling theirs. Mm. And they, they do have a slick operation, but I think we can be slicker if we knock down the walls for the barriers for sharing and working together. Well, it's interesting, you know, because I'm even hearing from law enforcement guys that, you know, they're starting to get their own international cooperation working working out. And I think really if I was to highlight one difference, uh, one thing that I've seen change over the last three or four years, it is that, you know, we, we do seem to have better links between organizations governments, things like that. Is that something you agree with? or I mean, because it sounded like from your talk, you guys spoke about um, Microsoft's relationship with certs. It sounds like there is some work still to be done in that area. No, I think there's still a lot of work to be done. Uh, I think we're, we've made a big positive step. Um, like I said, if you look about two, three years ago, some of these cooperations and these agreements, they just didn't exist. But now moving forward, there are more and more that, but I still think we need to do more. There's still an aspect of being able to share tools and making sure that we can wind up getting that good sharing out to people. Me sharing back and forth between two organizations or certs where it doesn't get to multiple certs and they're all talking, it doesn't work because you have the aspect of today's targeted attack against one person, maybe tomorrow's malware mass attack against the world. And until we start sharing that information on these little things, 
we can't stop that big thing. So, well, I guess it's yeah, it is. I mean, if you're if you're battling a highly organised uh, enemy, you know, it pays to be organised yourself, doesn't it? And I guess I guess what you're getting at here is that to a degree, you know, problems with botnets and stuff maybe aren't best tackled through an engineering approach. It's going to be through a coordination approach, a legal approach. It's you know, it's going to be dealing with the carriers, it's going to be dealing with, uh, you know, the makers of third-party software or whatever, right? It's going to be just more about coordination. Yeah, I think it should give you a job because essentially, <laughs> essentially you just nailed it. Um, one thing that we, we talk about is that most of the technological problems that we're seeing security-wise, they're few and far between. But the people and process problem is still huge and large where we haven't invested. And that's where you're talking about the coordination, legal aspects, and everything else. That's where we need to start putting a lot of more emphasis in that because the technical problems really are starting to shrink up. Well, it must really frustrate you guys. I mean, you bake in ASLR and DEP and everything into Windows 7. You've got UAC annoying the crap out of everyone. And then your users are still installing this I mean, don't you just want to, don't you just occasionally want to strangle a user? Just grab one and just, ah! No, I don't think I want to strangle. I definitely want to have a strong educational uh, session with them on <laughs> what exactly needs to be done. But you're right. It's still, we, we have to come down the middle of figuring out where do we start allowing a user to do what he wants to do, regardless whether it's bad yeah. or not, and where do we show, like, a mother and goes, no, you're about to run out in the street, I'm going to grab you. Yeah. And, that, and that's where we got to figure it out. And we're not there yet, but we're getting close. It's almost like you're engineering, like, a, the computational equivalent of a nanny state. You don't want to wind up there, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I definitely don't want to end up in a nanny <laughs> state, but yeah. All right, well, Steve, thanks a lot for, for joining us on Risky Business. All right, appreciate it. Thank you.